Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. And this is Jonathan. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier. Yes, I guess it was because you know the only thing that's worse than going to a new system is going to a new edition of an existing system. Oh Lord, Lord. I'll have you know that uh, I hate fifth edition D and D. Not so much because of anything in particular about it. But the fact of all the things that I thought I knew how to play, and I found out they were different while ah. I was playing. Oh. What is this nonsense about only having one concentration spell? What is this nonsense about this, 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 you know, whatever it was. I was like, everything I thought, you know, spell descriptions changed subtly. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait! Like, you mean, it doesn't do this one do thing. 10, you know, eighty-six, and that's eight or eighty-eight. That's all they ever do. And I'm like, what? They're not. They're not leveled. You know, and and so. Forth. Oh yeah. Okay. No. No. Oh, see now. Now. Okay. Now we're into something I am far more eminently qualified to talk about. Yes. All right. What, yes. D&D? So we are doing edition wars, basically. Oh. Yeah. We'll see. Here's. Uh, you know, okay. So, the. Uh, you know, I mean, there is nothing that is more celebrated and 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 loathed than a new edition of of a existing and or popular uh, game system, because you know it, it's always it, it's always one of those things that will the only people it makes happy are the new players, right? Well, yeah, because they have no preconceptions exactly. of what went before. Exactly. I, I would say there is the one exception I've experienced with that was I was not a fan of fourth edition D&D. Oh, you um, mean the new Coke of role playing? No, yeah. I don't think many people were. But when I saw the playtest materials for what would become fifth edition, I was like, okay, yeah, all right. I like this better. I, it's getting back to old D&D. So, yeah, or you it, could it, have just played first edition and been done with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could have gone back to second or third. Yeah, but I was second and third are not this. I do not qualify to. Oh no, 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 no! They are first and apples second. And you could say, yeah, they're you know, you know, they're they're Similar. more or less the same thing. Third, yeah, big change. Fourth, yeah, oh, yeah. big change. Mm-hmm. Fifth, I don't know. <laughs> I've been playing it now for over a year in, in, in a campaign, and I'm still whatever. But anyways, um, okay, so let, let's talk, you know, talk about it. Okay, you know, let's talk about why this is such a big deal, all right? First of all, why does there have to be new editions? New players. That's you the think, biggest You one. think that new editions bring in new players? I think eventually they do. I don't think at launch, but I think... Because I'm pretty sure that's why they, uh, the last two editions came out. Well, fourth edition D and D, we all know this. This is the elephant in the room. Wizards tried to do, oh, we're going to get in all the MMORPG people. We're going to make it because I saw a fourth edition sheet 
And my first, and I've done my time with MMORPGs. I've been involved with EverQuest, World of Warcraft, City of Heroes, mm -hmm. a little bit of DDO, Stormreach, because Eberron. And I looked at that character sheet, and the first thing, and these are the words in my head, this looks like I hit the button to bring up the character sheet on my computer screen. Yeah. And they were trying to get all those MMORPGers and make D&D &D all digital and try to bring in that crowd and just... I hear very few people playing fourth edition these days and just it. That's why it's the term that I saw and I use it. It became the new Coke of role playing. Right. Well, it I, did I, get players though. There are, yeah. and here's the thing. There are a, a lot of new players who started on fourth edition and they, well, yeah. It. So it's, yeah. Again, I think that's due to the lack of preconceptions. They didn't realize mm -hmm. or they didn't care about what had gone before. Yeah, you know, they, just, they didn't appreciate, uh, you know, uh, everything that their forebears had brought to the game, and right. accepted this 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 um, uh, uh, game game system de jour as the best yes. it's ever been. Yes, I like that term. Yes, that mm -hmm. describe it. It was the the new flavor of the week type thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I you know, like I said, I I've played every edition of D and D. Okay. You know, okay. And so, and I can tell you that they all had pluses and minuses. Well, yeah. Right? You know, uh, what's my favorite uh, variant first edition? Because that's where I started. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's it's always, and I, I never had a you know a real a real problem with um, you know working with all the disparate systems. But you know, there's some there, there's a bit of um, Oh, let's see. Uh, pride involved here, you know, overweening pride, like the kind of sent the you know the Satan down into hell. Okay, because I had to, I had to memorize three one hundred to two hundred page books end to end so that I had a chance of doing this quote correctly. Okay, and I had to get every edition of Dragon Magazine that came out, you know, because. You know, uh, uh, the where I can see all the rule questions resolved, yeah, and, and the new pieces of magic and things like that. So I'm just saying, is that there was a lot of investment that went into that first, you know, that first session. So yeah, in a way, I'm kind of like, you know, I I, I want to go back to it because then all that hasn't been wasted in the sense, you know, it's all it's like putting on a pair of ratty but still functional old shoes that are molded just perfectly to your feet because you wore them so long. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, there's that. On the other hand, third edition was a breath of fresh air. I mean, you know, mm. consolidated rule system. Yep. Everything yeah. was rolling high instead of rolling low. You know, um, you know, the, uh, you actually, they actually had, uh, coherent rules on how to make magic yeah yeah okay. yeah <laughs> which they didn't before um uh, you know they're you know they they my own you know my biggest issue with third edition was not what everybody else got into the all you know things things like you know they thought certain spells were overpowered okay my biggest problem was the uh which which was because of what what I, i'm heading for uh is the power creep that happened because 
you go in, you make a character, everything's fine. You're in the core rule books. They've been, you know, they, they've play tested the hell out of them, okay? Because it's yes. core rule books, right? And then they start bringing out whatever they want to call it, you know, um, uh, ha- you know, fighter handbooks, splat books, whatever splat you guides, books. splat what books, it, yeah, whatever yep. you want to call it, they change the names for you know. Uh, well, yeah. But the point is, is that everything that they do raises the power level, okay? And, oh, and God. so before yeah. you know it, okay. The characters you made in the core book just can't compete anymore, even if they're at the same level, because all these other options that the players, the, the, the especially the rule lawyers and everybody else, have like pounced on, you know, to yeah. to to oh yes enhance their characters. So oh yes, to me, I would much rather say, hey, we're just going to play a game with just the core rule books and no other books are allowed because a everybody can get doesn't everybody doesn't have to buy 5 to 10 books in order to play the game or buy a subscription to an online service to get access to those books yes and you know which i think is a big a big deal the fact that you don't have that kind of investment involved okay and secondly is that everybody else understands what the characters are you know because yes. believe me as a GM, I have had players come in and say, oh, yeah, and my character could do this. And I'm like, get out of town. And he's like, oh, no, no, it was on page so-and-so in this supplement or whatever. I'll show it to you. I can do this. And I'm like, you know. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, again, uh, my my co-host on the Travcast, Breakman Z, uh, soon-to-be Professor Pixie's stepfather, he has GMing experience over the past couple of years, and he did the Pathfinder Adventure Path Rise of the Rune Lords. It is something he enjoys. He would like to run again down the line with new players. And he said, core rulebook. No splat. I don't want ultimate combat. I don't want ultimate wilderness. I don't want ultimate this, that. It's core rulebook. And I appreciate that for because one, it kept it simple for him, and two, everybody was on the same page. Now, you talk about power creep. Those of you out there will get this. If, and it's that thing. If you know, you know. The world books of rifts. The power creep that started with rifts. All these various world books. Oh, we're going over to Germany. Oh, we're down to South America. Oh, look, rifts Japan. After a while, and I mean, you got to Atlantis, and I mean... Yeah, I'm not saying this facetiously. There was a picture of the SDF-1 in the background of the the, the two-page spread of Atlantis because just, and I mean, Palladium caught a lot of uh, flack for this because, oh yeah, every time you bring out a new splat book, you don't keep the weapons all scaled. The same laser pistol from Atlantis will do three, you know, three dice more damage than this one made by Wilkes Incorporated here in North America and the power creep for rifts was horrible. And I and 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 uh, as many of you know, I've done adding fringeworthy rifts. I've got three bookshelves of Palladium books, you know, PDFs and everything. And so I saw this power creep, and just it was ridiculous. I mean, we're talking, and as I've said, Palladium books is nine minutes down the road for me. Kevin Sabita almost had people march in on him just because they were tired. <laughs> But yeah, power creep with splat books and 
editions and handbooks, company doesn't keep continuity a lot of times. They just decide, oh, this looks good, we'll add it. And they don't realize just the possible damage that could be done to the setting, the game, the mechanics, groups. Yeah, they just throw it in because, oh, ooh, shiny, and it looks good. So, yeah, as soon as you mentioned power creep, just the big neon sign in my mind's eye, rips, just was there. Right, well, some games are, are famous for their power yeah. creep and things like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, so... Uh, but I'm just saying is that, that that to me was always one of the big problems, okay? And I and I think, and, and so that brings up the whole question of why do they have new editions, all right? And I think that one of the reasons, you know, there, there's some really obvious ones, I'll let you guys get to them. But to me, I think one of the reasons they do have new editions is to try to cut, you know, basically set things back to a new baseline where you basically said, we've let this thing go out of control they're all over the place you know nobody wants to play because there's too much of a, a, a of a buy-in you know uh our our base is fragmented they're you know they're everywhere let's give them a new edition that'll get them all galvanized and put them back on the same page again and i think that's one reason why some gate some of the more popular game systems come out with new game systems is to do those very things you know they they did 3.5 yep uh, to get rid of some spells that they that they decided that they had not, you know there was too much going on with them um, they got well they also yeah cleaned up some combat rules cleaned up um, right well the point is yeah. That, yeah they did that okay and you know a lot of people didn't like that especially since they had to buy a whole new set of books again that uh, 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 3.5 was all online PDFs, you could print them and just staple them and oh, slip yeah. them in the books. I remember actually doing that. Yeah, but... 3.5 was notebooks. It was all online PDF. Boom. Oh, now... I'm sorry. I was the idiot who bought the new books. That, see, that was your problem. Okay, okay. all right, all right. I'll own that. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. They... I'll own that. It's a good thing I make, yeah. uh, it's a good thing I make, uh, you know, I'm, I'm gainfully employed and not a, not a poor college student, okay? Yeah, this, yeah that's the yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. If, I was, if I hadn't have been a poor college student at the time, yeah. I probably would have bought a whole new book. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, well, and I, mean, the... and I, I do remember the days when, you know, you'd walk into a room and there would be four people sitting there with binders, Okay. Yeah. All with <laughs> with punched versions of each of the core rule books. Okay, that they had um, somehow managed to get photocopied at their local um, uh, Kinkos center, or whatever. Yeah. 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 Computer center and yeah. uh, punched and bound and whatever else like that. And you know, and they were uh, now using it in the game. And I'm like, uh, you could oh, you actually... couldn't afford the twelve bucks. Oh, wait a minute. Bruce, I do stand corrected. Okay, we were sort of each right. They redid the core rule books, Player's Handbook, DM Guide, the original Monster Manual. For the other books that were in 3.0, that's when they did the online. Oh, this is the addendum for 3.5 for Deities and Demigods. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, you and I were both kind of right. They did some reprint and others online. So, right. I, I will retract said statement. Okay. Well, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's when they, 3.5 is when they really pushed out the uh, online version anyways, where you could have, you know, build your characters. It, it wasn't, it wasn't as important until you got to four, fourth edition. Okay. But like I said, back to the original statement, why have a new edition? All right. One is to put everybody back on the same page. Yeah. Okay. 
uh, all, uh, to to defragment your base. Okay, and you know there is no question that that Dungeons and Dragons had an enormously fragmented base coming out of Second Edition because oh, yeah. they had like what fifteen different campaign settings or something. Oh God, let's uh, Second Edition. Um, uh, well, let's see: Greyhawk, Dragonlance, Forgotten Realms, Mistara, Al Kadim, Karator. Um, well, Eberron came three. Oh, but yeah, I, that that was what six right there. Dark Sun was two. Dark Sun, okay, yeah, thank you. As well, yeah. So that we're going on seven right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I'm just saying is is that you know that with with the, all their attended you know uh, variants of stuff inside them, all with you know their own adventures, you know, yeah. um, you know, and and so as a you know so you, you basically had a lot of uh, balkanizing. Of, of their particular group and they and you know because they were losing money they really wanted everybody to go and and buy the next edition so you know one of the ways of doing that was just simply to say hey we're not supporting those lines anymore there's we have yeah one, we have one campaign and that is forgotten realms well then and then and then what it was yeah Greyhawk. okay Greyhawk. The site Cannon Fire. Okay, I've been on that site. It's a fantastic site. If you're a Greyhawk fan, I recommend it. Eric Mona, who now is working for Paizo, he still regulates Cannon Fire on his own time. Dragonlance, that became Sovereign Stone, and that was third-party um, compatible, but third-party company. Eberron was made during the Wizards of the Coast great setting search for... 2004, 5, 6, I forget it was. But yeah, they wanted a whole new setting because they wanted to try something new and bring in a setting that was specifically 3-0-centric. And Keith Baker, who I've met, great guy, I've gamed with him, he won. And Eberron now has gone into 4th edition, and I'm not sure if they've... I think they've translated Eberron to 5th edition. I don't follow 5th all that much. Yeah, they have. Yeah, so... Eberron has become now yet another one, but yeah, Greyhawk, other than the names on the spells, really hasn't gotten a lot of love. And so, yeah, if you're approaching neckbeard status, then you would still do Greyhawk. They've just sort of like, yeah, just sort of, okay, we're, we're done here. And of course, yeah. Forgotten Realms. Oh no, when it's fourth edition. Default. Yeah. Oh no, when fourth edition hit. I got one word that'll make a lot of people, uh, parts of their bodies pucker. Spell plague. Oh, when... It, get a headache, oh, yeah, that. okay, good. Yeah, you know what I'm... Okay, it's basically... It was almost like one was justification for the other. Oh, and... Oh, there's this other planet, and swaths of each planet switched with the other and basically turned... The Forgotten Realms into uh, post-apocalyptic fantasy, and that was her justification for the, the 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 magic rules changes for fourth edition. Oh, it's because you know this happened and magic doesn't work the same, and the weave is destroyed and Mistra's dead. And Ed Greenwood, the man who created the setting, said they they killed my setting. And so, <laughs> my baby, my poor baby. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, no, for, with that setting, no, I, I look through and, and, and Bruce, yeah, you know, when I did my adding French word to Fair Rune, 
spelt we don't talk about spell plague that no no that just uh, everything is fine nothing nothing to see here is different move along yeah because just i saw that and i just went no i will not use that in any way that i use fair rune as a setting in my metaverse because i just saw i'm like it did not suit what i saw as the forgotten realms but the fourth edition the magic rules they altered that setting to fit the change in the rules and just i'm like wait what no yeah and um so reason why we have new additions uh narrative changes i guess could be another reason why and yeah. you still don't know if it's well, I mean, a a affected b or b affected a did they change the setting to accommodate the rules or did they change the rules to accommodate the settings <laughs> i i i don't think i've ever seen a case where they've change the rules to accommodate the setting at least not from yeah, my experience. I have to agree I don't think that okay that's all right yeah yeah but okay. that being said I have seen like t- to use the example where like they went fr- from Eberron when they brought it over to fifth edition they didn't try and come up with new rules you know or try and explain why you know the rules were now different oh they just said, this is the way it always was what are you talking oh. about like, what what? Oh, Eberron speaking, was fifth edition. What? Speaking, what? speaking of Eberron and the change to fourth edition, you'd have to track it down on YouTube, but Wizards of the Coast put out a video. Wait, what do you mean? Gnomes are now monsters and tieflings are now a player oh, character. that was so funny. Oh, yes, that was Those funny. Those videos were so good. Oh, yes. I'm That's sitting fine. there, but I'm, I, mean, I like me. I like playing me a good gnome character now and then. I mean, they're... They're crafty. They're whimsical. They, depending on your setting, they have a little bit of tech to them. They do alchemy. They have cool clockwork inventions that, you know, have bells and whistles and steams. And I mean, we're taught not talking the Kryn gnomes. Even just other gnomes have, you know, this type of stuff. But all, yeah, they had tinkerers, yeah. And all of a sudden, they've been turned into because they may have, you know, may have been that way in Forgotten Realms. It's like, Gnomes were now a monster race, and tieflings have been elevated to spotlight star race status. Yeah, but problem is, unless you radically change Eberron, the gnomes of House Zalargo were basically the barristers and clerks and scribes of Corvair. So you have just fundamentally changed this campaign that you brought up and all this, and yeah. I mean, those videos were funny, but just, yeah, that fundamental... That was, you'd have to change the setting to change the, because of the mechanic change. And just, yeah. It, uh, yeah. I give an A for the effort for the video, though. That was funny, where the gnome was like, what, I have a lair in a cavern now? Cool, I never had that before. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, I was trying, there was another reason I had. Uh, what other reasons? Okay, Jonathan, another reason why um, edition changes. So we've talked about bringing in new players. We've talked about uh, sim- uh, simplifying the player base and bringing everyone yeah. together. Um, the other one that comes to mind is um, basically covering glitches and or updating the rule set in general. Not just not in a sense of trying to get everybody on the same page, but after a few years, even if you don't count power creep, even even if you don't count anything else, after a few years rule set you're gonna have found all the holes you missed yep. over the years that was the, that's 30 to 35 they cleaned up a lot of that stuff and 
they three oh they consolidated skills they um consolidated some combat rules and they just realized like okay you let's say the grapple rules yeah they're not working they're too convoluted that was the that was three five to pathfinder first edition after a few years you're gonna find out the rules that the players are just not using because they suck oh oh no matter how realistic or simple or whatever you were trying for you failed on this particular rule and no one's using it oh no i've got the perfect example and it was just something agreed on by players this was nothing ever official by paizo there is there are two feats in pathfinder first edition one is for melee the other is for range the range one is called clustered shots. If you fire three shots in a full attack action, you add the damage from all three shots together before you apply any defenses, damage reduction, hardness, what have you. Then the melee version is hammer the gap, where you just basically pummel the crap out of somebody until, but they said, oh no, you add plus one for each additional hit you do in that full attack action. Needless to say, there was a massive inequity in those two rules. Yeah, because I mean... The forums for Paizo were on fire. If you ever want to see the concept of a flame war, folks, <laughs> Pi and I went through and I'm just like, oh, I didn't think a person could say that about somebody's mother like that. Holy cow! It just So it was just a consensus among players of Pathfinder First Edition, which... I've looked at second edition, does not fit my needs. PF1E for life until, you know, and they just said, no, Hammer the Gap is the same as Clustered Shots, just melee instead of ranged. Because they just realized the massive inequity. And that was nothing official. You look in Pathfinder Core Rulebook, you go on their SRD site, and they still have that rule. It was just a mass consensus among players. No, this is what we want the rule to be. Because they just found out, no, this sucks. No. You're not going to sit there and triple punch somebody like a, like a monk doing it. And just, you hit them in the three same spots. Or you do the, and, and we've seen it in martial arts, the one-inch punch, the knife-hand punch, and then the fist. And it's bop, bop, bop. And that's enough to send someone flying. Well, in the rules, you would simulate that with the new version of Hammer the Gap, as opposed to what the book says. And in order to get the cinematic effort of fantasy role-playing and playing a monk, the new rule uh, consensus would work much better. So yeah, the, the cleaning up of rules just because, again, no plan survives contact with the enemy. Yeah. It was massive enough for 3.0 to bring out all the stuff for 3.5, and they cleaned up a lot of stuff, consolidated skills. Uh, There's a massive PDF for deities and demigods, so they cleaned up all the stuff like, oh, these are the new stats for, you know, Corallon Corallon Larithian, the elven god, or Garl Glittergold, the gnomish god. Oh, no, this is their powers now, because this fits in the context for this. Yeah, just slip that in the page there in the book. So, yeah, a lot of times it's because rules have hit, and after, like Jonathan said, a few years of being out among general population. In constant play. They just go, um, no. And then they send feedback back to the game designer and say, yeah, you need changes. And that's what, yeah. Otherwise, the, the only thing they can do 
is like we kind of what we're seeing now with fifth edition. They release a new class or a new race that addresses that or intentionally uses those glitches. Oh, okay. All right. And and then you get into that same situation we talked earlier where you start to divide the player base because these players, you know, don't can't either can't afford the new supplement or don't want the new supplement. And so you get into that where, you know, until you come out with a new edition, I, I'd say up until recently, I think we're getting to the point now where maybe we can make these kind of changes when we're dealing more with digital media. Yeah. But when you're when you're dealing with print media. If you need to make a change to the rules, you either got to do a whole nother print run. Yep. Or release a supplement everybody wants. Oh, no, no. Star Wars D20 did that because they changed a lot of the rules for when the. Uh, blah, blah, blah. As just Coke in the glass here, folks. Um, when the prequel trilogy came out, they could have done. Just, oh, these are the rules for these characters. This is young Obi-Wan. This is Qui-Gon. This is young Yoda. This is, you know, Count Dooku. Nope. All new Star Wars D20 books. And just, yeah. And, of course, my dumb, every single one, because I wanted to play Star Wars D20. I wanted those rules. They could have done a supplement. No. They just printed out a whole new run of books. I mean, they did clean up some of the rules, but still, yeah. So new information to the setting could be another reason why you've updated, especially it's of a um, massive intellectual property like DC Heroes, Marvel Heroes, Star Wars, Star Trek. Yeah, new information brought in by the 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 creators of said intellectual property, the uh, comic book company or the movie studio or the TV studio, when they bring in new stuff that merits possibly a new edition. I'd say if it's a big like shift then yeah but otherwise usually we just see supplements released that provide the new info but yeah if we're talking about a, a huge narrative shift that completely changes everything like if we were doing the the harry potter rpg and then jk rowling released a book where we, she revealed that it was all nanotech and there was no real magic yeah you might want to release a new system in that case <laughs> oh no 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 i see two <laughs> words for that nerd rage yeah <laughs> true yeah okay more so than now with that we won't go hotter there. nerd rage that's yeah oh rage. no no i and and i know fans of it and just oh it's not pretty oh no i back away and i've seen some stuff in my time and it so yeah um, change the harry potter uh experience that's now touring the united states oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 oh gosh so yeah um Oh, no. Edition Wars. Oh, let's see. Uh, I don't know the reason for why, but World of Darkness. Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf, uh, Promethean, all of them. There was a massive edition change where they changed the setting. Somebody, I, I think somebody went back. I, I'm not familiar with it. Oh, God, trust me. If I had Perky Goth here, she would know. She's definitely far more into vampire because she and her husband Oz are both LARPers and we actually I had an addition war at the I am sitting where I am now the head of my gaming table in my living room in my apartment here command central and I had two people on one side of my gaming table I think it was Oz and Gina and then Goth Bunny and my brother Harold 
I was about ready to get a bucket of water from under my sink, the bucket full, and splash it on because it was about to come to blows over old versus new world of darkness. Now, I've seen a lot of edition wars in my time online, but nothing like this. The stuff that they did to that setting where it was a whole new edition of World of Darkness. It was, I mean, from my understanding, understanding when when they ended the last edition, the whole idea was it was the apocalypse and the entire world is destroyed. So... But I guess it was a type of reboot and things came back and that merited the changes. But, oh, no, no, it was nerd. I mean, it was there was all it was very close to a a full down, full out physical fight over my gaming table because of this addition change between old and world, old and new world of darkness. Yeah, I'm familiar. uh, I'm very distantly familiar with the old edition of the world of darkness. I really haven't touched this new edition. But. I do know that it, it, the old edition of World of Darkness, as we mentioned, it was getting fragmented because you had Vampire, you had Werewolf, you had Mage. and I'd Hunter that, and yeah, Promethean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prome- I think Promethean was more of a spinoff of uh, Wraith. The, uh, there was Wraith no, and no, Geist and yeah, Wraith, yeah, 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 it yeah, was. And then they started throwing in um, the, the Fallen, which was the angel, the demons. Yeah. And I was like, I'm counting on my fingers. I think there's like eight or nine now. Yeah. Different creatures you role playing games. And and again, that that that's that's due to the fragmented base because a lot of times, I think what it was also the power level. And again, this is power because so I I think I'm seeing here. It was, well, it was also hard to keep keep it all in balance because if yeah if you have all these these nine role playing ga- systems, all of these they were not worlds. really compatible. No, because no. <laughs> it was like. Oh, a werewolf can do this against these, but a vampire can. Yeah, the power creep was it. I can say this. The power creep in World of Darkness put rifts to shame. And Mm -hmm. so when they rebooted everything in New World of Darkness, a lot of people have been playing. You know, I have I have people I know who are like in the LARPing sense. They're like nationally known, a former DJ on my on on Dementia Radio was simply known as the werewolf. <laughs> I mentioned I'm at a Halloween party with Butch Curious Laura's down there and I start talking about LARPing and all this and I said, yeah, I know someone from LARPing. Yeah. And I won't use their dead name. But and they oh the werewolf. You know you know that I said, yeah. I've known this person. We we cast together in Dementia Radio and I know that they're part of the Camarilla. Like we're talking high level if not national, then at least like Midwest, they administer game adjudication. And so, I mean, it got that deep where these people have been doing this since like the 80s. And it's so taking on like FCA level. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and just so if you're in something that deep. And then you flip a switch and go, nope, this is all done. I got to understand why four people very near and dear to me almost threw down over my gaming table because of it, because of the length and breadth and depth of what this game meant to them. And then they just said, no, that's done. By the way, here are these new rules. Enjoy. And just know that that power creep, because I, I forget the exact ratio. And yes, we did Bureau 13 and World of Darkness refer to that episode. 
And it was, I think it was me, Bruce Blix and Habibi. Um, but yeah, just, it was like the power ratio between a vampire and a werewolf or a vampire and a mage or something like that was just stupid, ridiculous. You had no chance of fighting one of them if you were any other of these classes. Yeah. And just, I, I, I did the research and there was one attempt to try to bring these all together and yeah, it was good for my purposes, but I asked anyone in who did Mind's Eye Theater, Camarilla, World of Darkness, Monty Cook's World of Darkness. He adapted the story a little bit, made Minneapolis like, oh, this city was now destroyed and the supernatural is known to everybody and you don't go again into Minneapolis and you know unless you get your soul sucked out of you. And you had these classes of the Awakened, and I think there was a vampire, a werewolf, and a mage, and I think one other. And just anyone who was either old or new, World of Darkness, just looked at that and said, you know, the, the old WC fell, go away, boy, you bother me, you know, because that just was not a thing. Yeah, it was. That's like, oh, that's cute. It, oh, it has World of Darkness a logo. That's adorable. Get this the hell out of here. But yeah, just the power creep in that was, so they had to change it because it just got, it, it was like Star Wars retconning the, the new Disney canon. That and there's again, there's there's so many different, and it's not like, like we've talked before, like you could have different campaigns in D and D. Yeah. But generally, you were all playing the same type of game. Yeah. Well, with World of Darkness, I appreciate the idea that you have all these different games all in the same universe, but, but all approaching a different feel, a different yes. tone. So but, I appreciate that, but you, you're just you're talking about fragmenting your base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, that was the one because you you couldn't play. As I said, the power level of like one monster against another, you had, and I forget what it was. And as I said, well, uh, it uh, just the example yeah. I've got my personal experience was uh, we were back in college. We were we got a group together to play uh, Vampire Dark Ages. Yeah, but I wanted to play a wraith. I wanted to play a ghosty. Yeah. There was no way we could make that work. Yeah, it just because the the levels were just and just again, it's because of that tone. The and the wraith setting is about ennui and you know, entropy and losing emotion and it's all about emotion. And vampire is oh ah! nice. It's Anne Rice. Yeah, it's yeah. Emotion, but it's about the it, acting on the emotion. Yes, yes. And, and living out the passions. Wraith has no passion. <laughs> it's uh, about, it's yeah. about resolving its passions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I have a friend of mine, a uh, dementia artist, uh, Xander Generet, one half of the Library Bards, and he does something on, and it's on Twitter, and you can look it up. Um, I think his handle is Xanderific, X-A-N-D-E-R-rific. Um, L.A. by night. And so he's doing this. I think he was a Malkavian. And now he's playing uh, uh, like a wrestler or a boxer of a different vampire house. Oh, no, there's emotion there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I've heard I've heard Xander and, and Z knows it better than I do. Oh, no, Xander slays it. And seeing Xander how he is and then doing this Malkavian, it's just like, wait a minute, this is the same person doing this. The person I've known now for five years. What? And so, oh, no, there's plenty of emotion. 
Uh, yeah, the the yeah. point I was trying to make was that it's it's about the gameplay and the tone and and what yeah. what you're co- trying to accomplish. In Wraith, it was about you know dealing with loss, yes, dealing and dealing with resolving the fetters that held you to the mortal realm and held yes. you to an af- an afterlife. Well, so it was a very much a darker tone in the sense of you're already dead. All your worldly goals are gone now. It's about putting that to rest. While Vampire is about your old life is dead. Time to find new goals. Yeah. It's just a, the the tonal difference between and, and trying to merge these and again and then trying to merge like werewolf and and again. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All yeah. these different tones yep. and and because yeah because each monster game work. yeah each monster game had a different tone. And then you say, "I want to bring all this in." No, it's it's con- it's it's clash. You're going to have different yes. characters. Well, I want to play this somber, effectively yeah. different games. Yeah, I want to play this somber ghost who's trying to resolve all this before he passes off in the afterlife. And the vampires are, and I've been wanting to do this now for about ten minutes. The vampires are all oh, no. We've now found something new. We can all sink our teeth into. Good night, everybody. What? Well, yeah, that. Or, but, um, no. uh, yeah. Sketch. Yeah. So no, I I when I started researching other games when Perky Goth and I did our Time Lords and Magic campaign, which was Doctor Who and World of Darkness mashup, and it worked a lot better than you would think, folks. Um, yeah, just I'm looking at all these different games and the tones and all this. I'm going, oh, this is okay. Like Jeff's playing a motorcycle gang uh, gang member who's a carcist. And this person is going to play this. And, oh, yeah, this is good. I'm looking at Gina going, <laughs> we're, we're like Chief Wiggum's kids in the, in the, at the back of the bus. And then <laughs> I'm in danger. Yeah, just we're wondering how we're going to get all this mixed together because of all the different tones of all the different games of all the different monsters. And, yeah, just and I can see why they just wipe the slate clean apocalypse and everything's new again. It's just there were people who invested 20 years of LARPing in this, and then they scrapped it all. Well, there's a reason that the LARP is pretty much entirely just vampire. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I think there are rules to have mages and werewolves and stuff in it, but they're not the focus of the system by any stretch of the imagination. Right, yeah. And I think even if you do include those include those other types of characters, they're usually going to be the the, the NPCs. And yeah, the, I think you're playing a werewolf or a mage. Yeah, that's going to be this other person. No, all of you are going to have your fangs in and your nice goth clothes. And yeah, a little bit of fake blood on your mouth if you're a gangrel. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy hair if you're a cat. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Oh, no, there was the one time Oz's best friend, Joe Ryan, came up to me. It was the first time I met him before Oz and Gina got married. And he goes, you would make an excellent Malkavian. And I'm like, excuse Perky got that to calm me down because I thought it was some type of insult. She's like, no, 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 Malkavian's <laughs> this and this and that. I'm like, all right. And I shook his head. Okay, yeah, okay. I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, and I'm looking at him like, you. Yeah, you'd make yeah. a great crazy person. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, yeah, thank you. Wait a minute. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I resemble that remark. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, with addition changes, yeah, it's just, and I mean, they've even, it's like they've redone riffs. It's the ultimate edition now. It's, you know, the one book hardcover, but 
they cleaned up a lot of the classes. They changed the rules for combat. They added things like perception. So that would fall under the, well, yeah, we just found out rules that haven't worked and you guys have given us feedback. So we're going to consolidate everything in one book. Thankfully, and, and that's another problem with edition wars. And this even works for things like Warhammer 40K. Oh, we're going to change the rules. You have to buy all new miniatures, all 20,000 of them. I know, I know people who have walls of Warhammer 40K miniatures painted on bases, ready to go. Nope, they're just all scrap pewter now. You got to buy all new ones. And I'm just looking at my friend Melt Erica. Them down, turn them in, forge, reforge them into one giant claymore and <laughs> go, go to town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where where's Raul Partha, Raul Partha's headquarters again? Yeah, or Game Workshop or whoever makes it. Oh no, no, I'm there with one of my old, old gamers from the original group, Erica, and I'm there in her base, you know, her basement room with her husband Andy, and I'm looking. Yeah, okay, all these here. And she looks at me and goes, Rob. And again, it's the whole. If you know me more than ten years, or it, it's Rob, Robert, or Trap, Rob. All of these are useless now. They're decoration. I'm like, wait, what? And Erica looked at me and said, oh, no, they changed the rules. You have to buy all new. I'm like, oh, hell no. You are never getting me in this game. If every time they change one rule, I got to buy another 20,000. No, no, you have fun with that. You're a pharmacist. You can afford to do all this. Not a pharmacy tech, a full pharmacist. (laughs) This woman one time paid in taxes what I made in a year. And I'm just like, get out. But no, she can afford to do that. But yeah, just change a rule, all new edition. And if you're lucky, you might have, oh, it's all backwards compatible. If not, and that's the, be- oh no, that's that's the beauty of this. And there was the, the, the original Mazewell character that Pixie had from second edition, a super strong elf named Karotu. And I've told this story. I sat here in this living room. She watched me. Second edition to 3.0 to 3.5 to Pathfinder first edition house ruled it in 15 minutes because Skip Williams and Jonathan Tweet made the second to third edition translation. It is a conversion PDF, two to three, three to three, five. That was all the aforementioned PDFs. Paizo put out a 3.5 to Pathfinder first edition is still on Paizo's site. So yeah, you could, it's all from second to three, five and Pathfinder. It's all backwards compatible. So that, yes, you could bring a second. Ad- I mean, you got to worry about certain stuff getting nerfed, certain spells being changed. Magic missile. The only thing affects it now is spell resistance. Oh no. I have people who are livid about that to this day. What do you mean? It always hits. Yeah. The only thing that stops is if you have spell resistance and if the caster's high enough, you're still going to get hit. Goth bunny went nuts. She's what? And uh, I'm like, oh, here we go. But. I mean, you have to deal with that a little bit, but you can still convert those. Three to four, oh no. They put out stuff for 3.0 and 3.5 that's like, no, you are ending your campaign. You are starting new. There, I, I have, I've looked. There are not even homebrew D&D 3 to 4E conversions. They made it where you are ending your 3E. We are not supporting it anymore. You will start a 4E if you want to continue playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and let's let's yeah. let's uh, let's you know again speak to the uh, uh, the girl in the room. Okay, Dungeons and Dragons 
whether it was TSR or whether it was Wizards of the Coast or Hasbro, yeah. Yeah. they exist to make money. Oh, yeah. Gary Gygax oh, yeah. created a game because he wanted to make money with it. Oh, yeah. All right? So, therefore, a lot of these, you know, so-called changes are to maximize their profit. You know, whether it, it may work, it may not work, but, you know, and there's and a lot of game systems out there have come out with new additions yeah. purely for the purpose of making profit. Now, sometimes they say, oh, yeah, we're going to give you this. You know, but I uh, I happen to think that the comic book nights at the dinner table is probably the truest view of gaming <laughs> that has ever existed. I and at one I'm point, we we basically faded <laughs> over yeah. to Hard Eight Enterprises, the maker of Hackmaster, the game which pretty much the entire comic book revolves around. Yeah, and they were coming out with a new edition, and he and the guy Gary Jackson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Looks to his staff and says, "All right, the new edition. How's it coming along?" He says, "Oh yeah, we're following the formula, sir." He says, "It's uh fifty percent uh, existing material, ten percent rule changes, ten percent muddying existing rules." <laughs> <laughs> so they're in con. So the, the two ten percent are in conflict with each other. Okay, and twenty percent new material. He says, "Good job." Because of oh, course no. they they yeah. also have you know it once the new edition comes out there's the hack the hack journal which resolves these these issues okay and of course they have their online uh, support system which you pay by the minute just like you were on a chat oh, line geez. in the seventies okay <laughs> to to resolve it's it was all everything they did. <laughs> was carefully calculated to produce money for the game designers. Oh no, my my roommate the was the um, the phone in dice uh, dice rolling. Oh jeez, you could pay was a dollar for each uh, roll. Yeah, you 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 call you call it up and it basically says you rolled a one, you rolled a seven. <laughs> oh, roll again, geez. roll again, roll again. Oh no, no, my my roommate. I can't go rolled... home. I can't go to the bar with you guys. I got a live one here. Yeah. My my roommate Wolf is a huge fan of Jolly Blackburn's work. He is. We we've sat here and he's told me, okay, and I'm reading over his shoulder and I'm going just just on the group alone, not Gary Jackson and his machinations, where I'm just face palming. I'm just looking at this group and I've told Wolf this for I said I would kill every one of these just because of this group. And then he's telling me all the stuff with Gary Jackson, the National Character Registry, and they're bringing in characters, players from overseas to deal with this threat in Muncie, Indiana. And I'm just like, I don't know if I want to walk him to Jolly Blackburn and hug him or slug him. Just And no disrespect toward Mr. Blackburn. He's been doing this for, what, how long has Knights of the Dinner Table been out? Over 20 years. 20 years easily. And I'm just like, just seeing all these various things and then addition changes and Hackmaster. And I'm just like, yeah, hug him or slug him. I'm still unsure. Well, hug him. He could probably use it. <laughs> Again, Mr. Blackburn, we here at Gaming the Frontier wish no physical violence upon you. It's just some of the stuff we're looking and going, that's just evil, sir. We, yeah. we, the only physical violence we want is is too, is too overly aggressive hugging. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, and again, and again, as also here on game with consent, 
just we're gonna yeah yeah um but no just addition wars when you said this subject was coming up yeah i'm i'm, I'm like that one meme with the african-american guy in the yellow suit you know licking his lips and you know rubbing the hands together from behind the tree because i'm like oh no i just with everything i've dealt with oh no i know i will not be distracted from this subject at all <laughs> just, mm-hmm. i'm like here we go right this, and it, and yeah. and as we close off this session yes. all of you who've been huge fans of call of cthulhu for so many years i have this little thing that's on facebook right now where the party breaks in and says, now we have you, foul sorcerer. It's too late for your nefarious plan. Hold on. Too late for what exactly? Um, the stars. Uh, what about them? There, the stars were right. That's what you were waiting for. Well, sure. And? Well, and, well, they're not right, so it's too late. Oh, that's not really how it works. The stars have been right for the last 600 years. They're not going anywhere. What? I mean, they're stars. They don't move very fast. <laughs> you mean you could have destroyed the world at any time? Gods, I was getting to it. You sound <laughs> just like my parents. <laughs> And we'll have more for you next week, but you'll have to wait until then. This is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts. It is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license, no commercial reproduction, and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org colon 8027.